T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Next year's draft a little bit, and I hope we get into both of those things in our few minutes with Brad. Over here, Brad, in the land of the NFL playoffs, guess what we're talking about every minute? Weather. Yeah, yeah. One of a couple games this weekend that it sounds like they're not going to move or, or don't have plans to as of yet, but... Uh, it's it's going to be interesting how the teams play around the conditions because it's going to impact the passing game, no question. Do you have any? Do you happen to have any? No pun intended. Hot takes on what should happen in situations like this. I mean, I guess especially Kansas City, but maybe also Buffalo. There was some degree of certainty that this weekend set up pretty pretty awful, awfully for the, for weather. Um, I mean, is it just what it is, and these games have to go on as scheduled, or should the league be more proactive? Anything uh, from you on maybe what could be different? Yeah, my perspective on this has certainly changed because of personal experience. I'm from Chicago. I'm a Bears fan, and Bears fans love to say this is bear weather, and I think you realize over time – this is weather that helps when you've never had a good quarterback in the history of your franchise. So um, I, that's what I think weather is for. So, you yeah, know, I, I do think at a certain point, I mean, like, ah, you should move it all the time. But if it gets to a point where in Kansas City in particular, where it's borderline dangerous to have fans in the building, where the players in the sideline are going to have to be, you know, heating up on all these things, you probably should explore it. But my, my bigger take is, no, I think playing in a dome in good conditions where the talent can shine, where the best players can win – I think that's pretty cool. I, I, I'm on board with that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a sounds like a good idea. Meanwhile, we're building a new stadium across the street from the old stadium that doesn't have a roof. So you know, whatever. But that yeah. that, that doesn't solve the logistics of getting people in and out of there anyway. And that's maybe the bigger issue uh, that that we'll be facing here. So um, yeah, I don't know. And and you just said it. Um, you know, it's 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 weather for a team that doesn't have a good quarterback. You know, we were talking earlier here, Brad, like the Bills' advantage on both sides of the ball, I feel like pass defense is better than run defense, and their passing game, as much as they've made strides in running the ball this year, it's still, you know, you've got Josh Allen as quarterback, and you've got this receiving core led by Steph Diggs. Like, that's my advantage, and I'm playing a team with a third-string quarterback that has a, you know, an image and a history of just playing smash mouth. So it's, um, I don't know, we're, I'm a little freaked out, I guess, about all of it put together here. No, I, I think it's entirely fair. It does narrow the gap and, and shrink the talent disparity in particular, like you said, where the Steelers' front four is still elite, even without T.J. Watt. It, frankly, is a very good unit. But their secondary and their linebacker core, you know, especially once you consider the injuries they've sustained this season, 
and probably one of the few teams that have had a worse rash of injury luck in the back seven than Buffalo. I mean, their secondary is beyond depleted. Their linebacker core is beyond depleted. But if that matters less because of the conditions, yeah, it does skew in their favor. And they have a pretty solid run game. I know Najee Harris back in practice now. They run well between the tackles in particular, um, you know, which per our data, it's easier to run against Buffalo between the tackles than it is on the edge, uh, which I think, you know, aligns with kind of just the talent they have at both spots. Love Ed Oliver, but he likes to get upfield and create some explosive uh, plays, splash plays against the run. But if you get behind him, you can, you can find a gap. So long answer short, yeah, it, the, the weather does not really skew in Buffalo's favor here. Brad, one more question from me uh, on this game to you is just what have you made of the Bills' shift offensively, really drawing a line at the change in offensive coordinator from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady? Uh, Because I think generalizing in terms of analytics, that's a lot of people I follow, and they're not so impressed with the Bills becoming run-heavy. It's always been our Bills, it seems, in analytics with how um, passing-oriented they've been, and that's shifted but they've also been winning what have you made of all of it yeah i think at a high level that sometimes you can lose the forest for the trees a little bit to where you can make minus ev or put this in more layman's terms you like you can make a decision that in a singularity in a vacuum might be it might have a negative expected value but overall it actually leads to a positive by that i mean you know you run the ball more and on that play it doesn't go particularly well uh, you know, let's say, okay, the average, they get three yards. You think, oh, Josh Allen could have gotten seven yards if they passed the ball. But, you know, some of the cliches and mantras we hear from coaching probably are overdone. But at the end of the day, it is inherently true that if you run the ball, it's probably going to get you some lighter box uh, or uh, some, some heavier box counts and fewer deep safeties and better passing looks. So it, it does kind of fluctuate. But, but I would say overall it is kind of funny um, you know, that it's been viewed as like, oh, Joe Brady fixed the Bills' offense because they went 5-1, and one, when pretty much any underlying metric would tell you the offense was more efficient on a play-to-play basis before. Um, but at the same time, I also think some of these specific moves he's done, like moving James Cook out, putting him in the slot, putting him out wide, using his skill set, in my opinion, more effectively, there's been some good. I think realistically the best way to put it is it hasn't been that drastic of a change. Um, he definitely should lean on this passing game at times. Um, but also, you know, you can't always look at every single individual play. Um, you know, for all we know, a shot play that Josh Allen hit was because a defense saw a certain look, played it as though it was going to be a run, when historically that would never have been the case against Buffalo, um, and that led to a positive in the passing game. Yeah, good point. With Brad Spielberger here on WGR, well, massive news this week in uh, the coaching realm. Bill Belichick will be coaching somewhere else, it seems, next year. Gerard Mayo just inherits the position. I'm not sure a lot of people knew. I think I had heard, I know I had heard that he was sort of expected to someday replace Belichick, but it was actually written in his contract. Is, is that a new one, Brad, for somebody, for an assistant to have that in writing? It's interesting. So, so what happened with Jim Mora um, uh, in Seattle probably 20-something years ago, uh, there's another example that I'm blanking on now. It has happened a couple times, but I was a bit taken aback, a bit surprised by it. Um, you know, I wasn't aware that it was something you could contractually write into a deal and, you know, effectively circumvent the Rooney rule. And I'm, I'm not sure the Rooney rule existed when those, you know, example, the Jim Mora and whatever other example I'm forgetting now, you know, when those things happened, I'm not even sure if that rule existed. And I find that fascinating if – you know, it's a loophole that could be exploited. 
I would say I do in general, though. I like it at a high level, the concept of it, because I do think Gerard Mayo probably would have been poached by a different team over the last couple of years. He's held in very high regard. He's a really good coach. If you want to, you know, at a very simple level, they've gotten more out of their linebacker talent than probably, you know, most units across the NFL. And that was his job was being the, you know, inside linebackers coach. So there's been a lot of good there. I like the idea of, hey, let these teams build these guys up, prepare them for the job. Um, but, yeah, that, that kind of took me aback. And, and it's interesting just because, you know, obviously they're, they're picking third overall for a reason. Um, you know, and I wonder that some of the rumors about the GM candidates are all a bunch of retread Patriots. Like, if that didn't work with Bill, is it going to work with somebody else? And Bill goes where? It, one of the existing openings, or could there be a team that's even playing this weekend? <clears throat> Dallas, for example, if they were to lose, uh, maybe Jerry Jones goes big and goes tracks down Bill Belichick. Do you agree? Like Mike said it matter-of-factly, I agree with him. He, it looks like he's going to coach. Where, where, where makes the most sense to you? Yeah, I think Atlanta, of the ones that are open now, Atlanta is, is the favorite for sure. Um, that's been being reported even before you know he got fired and, and before now – some of the national names have mentioned Atlanta. Some of the local beat in, in New England was already kind of you know uh, banging that drum a little bit. The ones that are, you know, like you said, Dallas, I think it's possible. If they lose in the first round, I, I do think Mike McCarthy is, is potentially out there. Uh, it was funny. A couple of weeks ago, uh, they asked, someone asked Jerry Jones about his status, and he was like, we'll take it each playoff game at a time. <laughs> like it was, And this was like right after he clinched the division. So it was like, I mean, that's, you know, so – um, and then I wonder about – it seems crazy to me. They literally just played in a Super Bowl. But I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on in Philadelphia. Maybe there are possibilities as well. Right. Um, quickly, Brad, Mike Vrabel, where does, where does he end up, do you think? I wonder now that New England's filled, I wonder if Carolina probably they, – they want to go offense so badly. They've made that very, very clear. They want an offensive head coach. But I wonder if – in the game of musical chairs, they just kind of miss out on their favorite targets. I think Ben Johnson is going to go to Washington uh, once this Detroit run is done. I know that's Carolina's preferred option. And maybe they say, you know what, look, we do think that we want this offensive head coach that can tap into a Bryce Young and get more out of him, but we can't really pass up the opportunity to have a guy that can come in, be a floor raiser, establish a culture, get a ton of the existing talent. There is talent on this defensive side of the ball that maybe he can get more out of. I wonder if maybe that's where he ends up because it's hard for me to think of another gig besides Carolina at this point for Vrabel. I think he mentioned he might take a year off. <laughs> maybe he will because uh, that obviously, you know, that's one of the least attractive openings I can remember in a long time. One that seems kind of attractive other than, the, other than their reputation for always letting their fans down and just not coming through, uh, it's really just about having a quarterback in place, the Chargers. like what? And, they, and that organization, still the same family ownership, maybe has a certain reputation for not being able to get the biggest fish into the boat. Um, what do you think the Chargers end up doing? I think they are the leader in the Jim Harbaugh sweepstakes, and I think that's kind of what's holding things up there. Um, you know, has the California connection. It, it kind of had a similar situation going to San Francisco. Uh, like, people forget that that stadium used to be the most emptiest stadium in the league, and there was not a lot of, you know, grounds full of support. It was an older roster that with a lot of bloated contracts, kind of very akin uh, to this situation now. So I think that is, is possible there. And if not, then I think I, you could see, um, you know, maybe a Mike McDonald. I know they just had a defensive head coach, but – just an extremely, extremely talented, young, energetic, motivated coach. 
uh, bring him in, you know, bring along Justin Herbert. I think he would have, do a good job um, of finding coordinators around him as well. So I do think Harbaugh is, is kind of the first domino. And if not, then I think they get into, you know, kind of the Mike McDonald conversation. One more for you, Brad. So I just realized today on Twitter that Caleb Williams, USC's quarterback, possible, maybe likely first overall pick, has not declared for the draft yet. I wonder if you think that that's meaningful. Have you analyzed that at all to have an, an opinion, an idea of why, what Williams is waiting for or anything of the sort? Yeah, so I remember last year, C.J. Stroud actually didn't, uh, didn't declare until the 16th of January, so even a couple of days from now. Um, I have heard there, there was a report today from Kalen Collier, you're probably referring to, of The Athletic. I've yep. heard individually that he's not planning on hiring an agent, so, so I can I don't know, confirm, but I, I've heard the same thing about him not hiring an agent. I really don't think rookie contract players need agents, frankly. I mean, it can help. And there, there is language that, that, that can be, you know, but that can protect them. It, it is a good thing to have. But I think he'll have a legal team that can cover a rookie deal. For a second deal, you probably should have an agent. But, but anyway, um, I, I think he's going to declare. I'm not too worried about it yet. I'm a Bears fan. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried. But, no, I, I, think, I think he'll declare. I, I think it's going to happen. Do you expect the Bears to trade fields? I know there's a lot of support for him there it seems like the the right you know it's cold but it seems like the right move to me maybe to you, you think it is do cold it? it is yeah it is cold because they gave him the worst situation ever but but i just don't see how they could not trade him and take a quarterback at, at one it just it just doesn't really compute to me back to your they've never had a great one uh point that we started with I, I think. <laughs> yep right. thank you brad enjoy wild card weekend you do you do the same thank you guys brad spielberger of pff He's probably going to be all warm wherever he is. Chicago, you know, indoors. <laughs> indoors, yeah. Chicago is already, nice. they're already, like, I, I, I woke up to airports closed. Yes. <laughs> Hundreds of flights. Uh, Chicago, I mean, huge hub, obviously. I tend to, I, it's funny, I asked the question about the Chargers, and I'd heard that about Harbaugh, too, um, you know, within the last few days. And I, But as I'm asking, I'm not even, I tend to forget about Harbaugh. I tend to, as I tend to forget about the college coaches. You know, I'm more thinking about the up-and-coming coordinators and, and, that, and that field. And then, you know, of course, the big-name guys who've just, you know, recently left or were fired from their jobs, like Vrabel, like Belichick. Um, Harbaugh going to the Chargers is... Um, yeah, that's that's pretty hot, I guess. Guess so. Football Friday on WGR, presented by Tops Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. Lines are open for the rest of the hour, 803-0550. Wanting to talk about the conditions Sunday, the Bills' chances against the Steelers. Uh, you know, that's, of course, where we are here. Did you read Ross Tucker? who graded every NFL coach on their performance this year. Did you happen to see that? I did not see that today, no. Okay. So, like how I'll ask you sometimes to guess the line, which you're great at, guess, having spoken to Ross throughout the year, what grade he gave Sean McDermott. Are these letter grades? Letter grades. I'll give you some uh, frame of reference here. I'm doing this from memory. I believe he gave... Kevin Stefanski, who I think will be coach of the year at A+. Okay. And he gave the Carolina coaches and maybe Brandon Staley F-minuses. So, you know, that's pretty – Yeah, That's the range. That's That's our range. range. All right. Nobody got an A++. I know. I'm also considering where in his mind – I don't know how much he would have taken this into account, but I would bet some, knowing him like we do from talking to him every week – 
uh, he had McDermott rated very low to start the season. Like in the 20s, I remember uh, him referencing. I don't remember. The 24 is in my head, but it doesn't need to be right. Whatever. It's low for a, for a guy that's been as successful uh, that got a lot of attention when he put that list out before the season. Uh, so the starting point was pretty bad. But the job McDermott's done, the injuries, writing the ship after the Philadelphia game. I know Ross was hot, like a lot of us were, uh, about McDermott's performance in that Eagles loss. But he's done a great job with the defense. I'm 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 going to say he gave McDermott a B plus. Correct. Got any questions for me? That's correct. B plus uh, was I guessed B. I played the game alone, just in a, <laughs> alone in my bedroom this morning. Sadly, just me sitting, you know, not even dressed yet, uh, playing the game with myself. <laughs> called what grade did Ross Tucker give? Boy, Sean you Durbin really know how to paint a picture this season. Yes, I mean just the crust in my eyes. I hadn't even sort of washed my face. Anything. The teeth were not brushed. I I guessed B, and so you you win B plus. You know, here's what's interesting. We're talking about the wind and the snow and everything else here. And what, what's happened with McDermott, at least, you know, as, as we talk about the Bills every day, as you know, if you have been with us this season, through what? Thanksgiving, Philadelphia, right? That's the mm-hmm. last loss, has been a rough ride for him, culminating, peaking in the Tyler Dunn piece which was, I think, embarrassing to him, some of the things that, that came out there. And so a lot of this year has been critical. Fans have been critical of McDermott after losses for usually this one thing, which was encapsulated in Philly with kneeling to end regulation time, uh, calling the timeouts, you know, these sort of the, the, the granular kind of decisions that, you know, you might say have helped the Bills lose close games, big games. Well, they have won five straight, and a few of them were fairly close. Uh, It was, as it happens, the next game the Bills played, it was Kansas City's big mistake that helped save the Bills on that amazing lateral touchdown that didn't count because Kadarius Toney was a step offside. The Bills are not in the playoffs if the Chiefs win that game, and everything else happens the same way. Like, they're, they're not even in the playoffs. And what are we doing then? Right? It's like they would have had to play it out still with a chance all the way to week mm-hmm. 18. These games really weren't that big. And why aren't they in the playoffs? Because of this This thing is gets the most, got the most blame for their losses. And that really is embodied by McDermott. So I just wonder if that isn't still, like, right there beneath the surface waiting to come up if they lose at any point? I think my guess is that it is. I think I I said something to that effect one of these days this week that you were off. Um, that my, my set and it's not describing me. Like I, you know, if it needed to be clarified, I don't think it does to you, but to our audience, I, I, I did say like, you know, I, I, um, we talked a lot about that Tyler Dunn piece. We had Tyler Dunn on, I respected the reporting and, um, you know, appreciated that the team rallied around him and that they've done a great job to the wire here. My senses, and this is not describing me, like I'm not just waiting to have it in for McDermott, but I feel like the fans that were there even before I got there, like 
peaking, like you said, after that Philly game. I mean, I was really hot about the ice the kicker and burn timeouts, and now I got to kneel and all that stuff. Um, I feel like a certain kind of fan is just waiting to see how this ends, and then they're going to be right back out there with the same, like, you know, because, it, you know, that's just how – I think that's just how it goes. Um, the goal is to win the Super Bowl, and if they fall short, it's a, it's a very it's, – it's not even fair, really, but I think that's where he is, and my sense would be we'll hear a lot of that. Um, and you might even hear it from in here, you know, depending on how it turns out. Um, but I, 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 I think it's, it's, it is definitely my opinion. You put it very well under the surface. I think absolutely. I I think anyone who loves the bills isn't going to be complaining about these results the last five weeks. I mean, they've won these games. Sure. Maybe they were short on style points, but people aren't calling us to complain about him while the team is nailing down the two seed. But I think as soon as a wrong turn comes up, and I don't know how – I'm not here to tell you that that's exactly fair. Uh, I think a lot of folks are just waiting to pounce. Yeah, that's my sense. Well, again, like you said, we'll, we'll see what happens. If they win, they win. If they don't, why not? And the point generally has been too conservative in these big spots – You've got a Steeler team where, like a lot of their games, the Bills are a big favorite. Even with the forecast, they're still a nine-and-a-half-point favorite as we speak here today. And in these kind of games, they have often just played it pretty safe. That's run versus pass. That's fourth down. There was a fourth down decision we didn't spend much, if any, time on in Miami uh, on their own 35. Yeah. Where the offense stayed on the field and, you know, they converted and they won the game. And there was another so, one at the end they didn't convert on, but they went for two fourth right. downs on that drive. Yeah, so that's the same drive. Okay, yeah, yeah, same drive. Yeah. So um, that should be included in the discussion. Mm-hmm. But are the Steelers a team where we're going to punt on fourth and short? It's bad out here, and we'll win anyway. You know, play at his version, many coaches' version, I think maybe of playing the odds. The way announcers talk when they talk about fourth and short being a gamble when actually the odds favor it. It's the opposite of a gamble. You're the house. If you're 65% or whatever to gain a yard on fourth down play, you're not the guy at the table doubling down on his, you know, his 10 or whatever. You're the house. So uh, that didn't really work because you always want to double down on on 10s pretty much, Bulldog. You know that. 11. I mean, 11. Mm. You don't even have – there's not even a conversation. You're totally doubling down on 11. Are you, are you a guy who splits uh, – do you do you split eights? What uh, what are your some of your no? Black, I, I'm uh, I'm my move is um it's uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the phrasing splitting hairs. That's my move. Splitting hairs. Not you won't split eights, but you will split hairs. Yep. I see. Eight oh three oh five fifty. We'll have the update here, and then Sal joins us at five. We'd love to talk to some fans about this game and the fact that it very well might, might be played in a blizzard. Uh, not even pejoratively, like an actual blizzard. So uh, here we go. Welcome to the playoffs, I guess. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. It is Football Friday on WGR. We'll be back in a snap, brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. All we know is that they're monitoring it. They do a great job of monitoring it, the conditions for every game, and, and this game will be no different. But to this point, we have not heard anything on any change in, in any way. Sean McDermott on WGR earlier today. 
You just heard the uh, injury update there. It's a little dicey. We'll have Sal on in about 40 minutes or less, actually, to talk about it. Injury updates brought to you by the Barnes Firm Car Crash. For help, call 1-800-8-MILLION. Gerard Mayo was the 10th overall pick in the 2008 draft. Mm-hmm. That is one pick before the Bills took. Dante Whitner. Wrong draft. Leotis McKelvin. Wrong draft, yeah. Leotis McKelvin. Gerard Mayo, as Zach said, the youngest coach in the league now at 37. What were the Patriots doing picking 10th? In all those years of winning, like... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What even happened there? They made a trade with uh, New Orleans. After another trade with San Francisco, Randy Moss, I don't know. Somehow they got to 10 and picked their new head coach, 2008, there. All right. What year was Was Whitner 06? And he was eighth overall, I think, Whitner. It was earlier. I don't know for yeah. sure. All right. Well, you asked me uh, uh, during the last segment if uh, I had any questions for you. My question for you would be, do you want to take some phone calls? I mean, what am I going to say? I don't know. That's... That... Yes. Okay. Whatever. My answer is yes. You why like, make it difficult? You like why, why, would, yeah. why would I make it difficult? Eight oh three oh five fifty. Let's uh let's fire up the machine. Ryan is first up this segment. Hi Ryan, thanks for calling. You're on the air here on WGR. Hey guys, I'm sort of regretting calling about the subject because over the commercial break I'm thinking I'm fired up for the game this weekend, but we were talking about it a minute ago, um, in the event we lose in the playoffs. Offhand, do you guys know who the longest tenured coach is in the league who hasn't won a Super Bowl? No. Okay. Well, I just think Bulldog said, you know, if we lose, it's, you know, you're going to start to hear the murmurs about McDermott. And I think that's probably fair because when I'm thinking about it, I think he probably is up there, if not longest yeah, he tenured head coach. And I think that's just, yeah. it's just part of how it goes. I think, he and, um, I think he and Kyle Shanahan might be on the same footing there. Uh, they're, they're both, yeah. They both were hired in 2017. Um, and you know, the 49ers are, you know, <laughs> a respectable favorite to maybe change that certainly from the NFC side anyway, to get to the game. 
Um, but I, I think that's it. I think everybody else who's had jobs longer than those two guys has won. has won already. Yeah. Sounds right. Okay, is that it? All right, good. Thank you for the call, Ryan. Appreciate it very much. 803-0550 is the number. Doug is next up. Hi, Doug. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hi, thanks, guys. Um, just want to talk about the Miami game and McDermott. Um, I don't know if you remember at the end of the first half uh, and how that ended because they burned a timeout when Miami was going for a touchdown and they scored anyway, and then the Bills get stuck at the one-yard line and the last three seconds tick off. I mean, that, if that was the end of the game, that would have been – you know, all we would have thought about. Sure. I think that's more a situation where Allen has to do something smarter with the ball. I mean, it would have been nice to have the timeout, but everyone knew they didn't have the timeout. So throwing it to someone getting tackled short of the goal line was a mistake. That's more of a, of a, of, of the player's fault. Uh, I would say also, in the, instance. also, sorry. Also the timeouts they called on the Miami drive were to stop the clock. Right, so they could have more time for themselves. Thank you. Yes, yeah. that's absolutely right, and that's those, that's those good. Errors. That's that's what you should do, right? Yeah, that's what you should do. Yeah. All right, good. Thank you for the call, uh, Paul. Up next, hi, Paul. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hey guys, thanks for having me. You're welcome. What's up, Paul? All right. Well, I know there isn't much <laughs> talk or nothing ser- no serious talk anyway about moving this game because of weather, but I'm looking at Kansas City. And what would it take to move that game? They'll move games out of Florida if there's a hurricane. And honestly, this looks like a winter hurricane for me. Yeah, I know. It's that's the right question. Uh, would they never do it? Like in a playoff game, just would they would they never move a game or postpone it? Under, under what conditions would they do it? I don't know that answer. But it's At just some sad. Point it's gotta that- be- I'm sorry, at some point it's got to be health and safety, right? Not, I mean, players, yes. sure, but fans mm-hmm. driving to the game, driving home, all that craziness. Yes. I mean, the fans The fans have paid money, and I'm not ignoring that. The players, you know, the players have to be – the fans don't have to go. The players have to be there. And just, like, when when does it become unsafe? Right. And so do the people who work in the stadium, The you know, and right. all, all the support that goes into – putting a game on like those people all have to be there like they can't choose to stay home because it's too cold uh if they don't want to go to the game even though they spent the money on the ticket uh, i'm sure there'll be plenty of that in kansas city and and probably even here in buffalo too but the people who got to work got to work and that uh, you're putting some people in the, you know it, it's a tough spot maybe worse than a tough spot it could be a dangerous spot so I don't yes. know, like what 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 goes into it, you know. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. You just you know, fans pay their money. They they want. You know, not everyone agrees. I'm sure there are people that are listening to us talk, uh, you know, so frequently about all this. Like it's just snow. Come on, we're Buffalo. You know, take your shirt off. That that in like okay, respect. Um, but it it what goes into it is yeah. I mean, you work all year to get these games at home. The TV networks certainly don't want to be messing around with their schedules. They've got they've got their exclusive window. Um, as much as CBS, could they put the game on? Of course they could. Do they want to? No. <laughs> they've got Sunday at one o'clock, and uh, and great TV if it's a snow game. So if it can be you know if it can be put on safely, they definitely would want to do that. 
uh, and not have to mess up their schedule on a holiday Monday or or what? You know, does ESPN want another game on Monday night? Probably not, because that's going to cut into their audience. And so, you know, it's it's all money. It, it, it's not more important than safety, but what goes into it, that's largely what goes into it. It is, above all else, a TV show, a money-making TV show. The competition is not the most important thing. The dollars are the most important thing, and this is going to be – these are going to be new examples of that. The county executive has just tweeted a report from the State Weather Risk Communication Center. What's, what's changed uh, from whenever their last report was about the weekend forecast, as we've heard – Strongest winds Saturday into Sunday. Blizzard conditions will be possible at times, especially Saturday night and Sunday. Confidence continues to increase regarding the heaviest snow bands for this weekend. Increasingly likely, the south towns of Buffalo will be most impacted. Check. The possibility of one to two feet of snow is becoming more likely Saturday through Sunday, where the heaviest band sets up. Snowfall rates likely will range between one to three inches per hour. Winds will gust between 40 and 50 miles per hour with localized gusts in excess of 60 miles per hour possible. And finally, the combination of strong winds and heavy snowfall will create major visibility issues. Travel will be incredibly difficult, if not impossible, in the Buffalo area and points just south from Saturday evening through lunchtime Sunday. When do you eat lunch? What time is lunchtime? Noon? Yeah, yeah, around there. Before kickoff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're just not going to be able to get there. Right, right. And what does that mean to the NFL if the fans can't get to the game? They played a whole season with no fans. Right. What does it mean to the NFL if fans can't get to the game? Anything? Hmm. Tough one? I, yeah, I, I think tough one because, I mean, what recourse do you have there must be some. You, you, if if fans can't safely travel, and look, and, and I don't mean that like you know your own decision. Like if you're told you should not be driving, like there's a travel ban, say right, which seems sounds entirely possible. Uh, then you've you've paid for tickets. The show's going to go on because we can get the teams there, but we're telling you to stay home. Um, I don't know. Does everyone get a refund then? I, I, I suppose. Um, I, I, boy, I don't know. I, I don't think it's as easy as they played games without fans during COVID because that was decided and there, you know, nobody was waiting to go to the game or wanted to go to the game. I think you run the risk, even if you put a travel ban in place and tell fans to stay home and it's illegal to drive, you're still going to have people who have tickets who are going to try. If you have the event, so I, I I don't know I don't know that you can just say stay home. We're going to play the game because we got the team buses here, uh, and and we can manage. Uh, I think that's that that might be a tough one. I think anybody wondering where the bills are in this, any possible speculation about the game being moved or rescheduled, they've just put the press release out asking for people to help shovel. Saturday night. There's a tweet from the Bills. It's on their website. They're looking for people interested in shoveling to make some money. 
Uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow night is when that starts. That'll be throughout the night, and, you know, they'll keep everybody warm and all that. So not exactly an indicator that there's any plan other than Mm -hmm. 1 o'clock kickoff Sunday, whether you can get there or not. When I worked, is is this something I should mention? I'm thinking about it. When I worked at the newspaper in Rochester, there were times when you knew you couldn't get back to work for your shift if you left. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the forecast was like this, and say I worked a Saturday. I worked often like off hours, overnights, and different things, late nights. And so uh, it, it's it's Friday at four forty. Um, I just there's a time coming up where I don't think I'll be able to get back there if I leave now. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I won't be able to get back there for my next shift. And so what you did is you stayed. Right. You know, and they would get food. They, you know, they would accommodate you. Yeah. But because they needed you. Loads of and people sure did. Yeah. Loads of people there, in this There are building lots of jobs like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Zach did that That's right. Year. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, there are super important jobs where that would just be the case. Like you, maybe playing for the Bills is one of these jobs where we're going to need you to. I mean, somehow, some way, the right. players will right. get there. My what? My my wife is a health professional, nurse practitioner at Buffalo General Hospital. She is working today. Tomorrow, she begins working nights. Saturday and Sunday are her first shifts. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. I'm fully bracing for her to, to already. She's pro- I'm sure she's already planning. Everybody there is probably already planning. Uh, she's gonna, you know. Get there Saturday night, maybe before it starts getting crazy. Seven o'clock, I think, is when her shift starts. If not eight o'clock, whatever. She get there Saturday night and then just be there till Monday. Uh, I'm I'm expecting that already with this forecast. Yeah, well, you know, salute to her and everybody likewise yeah. that makes those sort of. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sacrifices, especially when it's for people in need. So, yeah, that doesn't, that's, that's not, that, I'm glad you caught that. Um, I had not come across that yet from, from the county executive. Um, that's, that's a, that sounds like an informative, important update. Really, we, we talked to Travis Yost last hour, who 
knows this stuff, and he he kept saying like there is a chance that they will do something here to reschedule because, like, if you cannot try, drive on the roads, you know, either because they put a ban in place or because you just can't, one way or the other, then what are you going to do about it? And I don't know, like what, what their answer so far appears to that question to be nothing. Come shovel. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to do anything about it. If you want to come shovel, yeah. we'll pay you. And, you know, I guess you'll be here for this game that's going to happen. I don't know. You know, it's easy, and you and I do it almost every time, to be critical of the league, you know, or, or even the Bills. Like, what was what would be the right thing to do? The caller asks a fair question about Kansas City. All right, so negative 25-degree wind chills aren't enough to change anything. What would negative 50-degree wind chills be? About negative 70-degree. Like, what, At what point does it become unplayable or just no? <laughs> it's, it's too much. The, the answer is easily, of course, to not play. I mean, of common sense, the, the answer, just, just play some other time. But the machine is in motion. I mean, 1 o'clock on Wild Card Weekend on Sundays, there's been a game there. Uh, for the in- entire history of time, there's mm-hmm. not there's not a there's not going to be they're going to replay going to show bowling at one o'clock on Sunday because the Bills game we're just going to wait until it's nice out. Like so, right. it's easy to be critical of it, and it's even fun I think to be critical of it because you know you just sort of it's the man and like whatever it's just going to keep going along printing their dollars, but um, and that is what is probably going to happen here. It's just, of course, they should just wait, you know, one way or another. Yeah. Those conditions in Kansas City and travel conditions here, if not also game play conditions, uh, you know, we it's not ideal, to say the least. It's not ideal. And in our football-obsessed lives and world where it just matters by far more than anything how the Bills do, history will not care or even necessarily remember that there was there were 60 mile an hour winds or negative 20 degree wind chills in Kansas City it's just sort of a it's a footnote to what matters to most people which is the score who won i think that's right i mean we know the legendary frozen games right i mean was main, cincinnati chargers uh is that minus 59 wind chill uh so like what's the threshold uh i don't know but it, it, it they didn't cancel that game you know, that's you know a lifetime ago right is that 80 81 what what is that is that the week after 81. the chargers beat the bills isn't it it is yeah no no it's a week after the bengals beat the bills oh okay wrong year the chargers right. beat miami yeah in yeah, yeah. the oppressive heat Right. went to Cincinnati in the Ice Bowl. Yeah, okay. Or the Freezer Bowl, I think it might be called. Yeah. Because there already was an Ice Bowl. Yeah, it was Green Bay. Green Bay. That's the record. Hmm. Okay. Sal Capaccio joins us at the top of the hour. Thank you for your calls. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Football Friday on WGR, the playoffs, Sunday at 1, which appears to still remain the plan. Bills and Steelers. The Football Friday smoking Hot Story of the Week is brought to you by Monroe Extinguisher, your trusted name in fire protection for more than 50 years. Got to be Belichick. And they've already got his replacement in place. 
so interesting how that was just there the whole time. Like there, there were even like I think this stuff about Mayo that contract. I I recall hearing that a a year ago. I, I think I I knew that and just I don't know ignored it. I didn't forget about it. I just thought like, oh well, the but Vrabel. I I thought maybe well Vrabel maybe outranks Gerard Mayo to them, even though Mayo has been there and they've got this this you know obligation or whatever in the, in the contract. Um, uh, maybe they'd go chasing someone who's done the job before already and has ties to the organization, and that's Vrabel. Um, but yeah, the Mayo thing was just staring at us the whole time, kind of. Excited to, to uh, have the picks later. Of course, Sal first at the roundtable, which will be great. Then picks at 6 o'clock. Um, Green Bay-Dallas, the first game, or, the, or rather, the second game on Sunday, the game after the Bills game, Green Bay at Dallas. I read a stat that the Packers, this is, I think, on that same article from Ross, where he graded every coach. I think it's from that that I saw this. That the Packers are the youngest team in the playoffs since the a team mentioned earlier this week on the show, the 1974 Bills. Almost 50 years. That's how young Green Bay is. I knew this about their their skill guys and their quarterback. Like all their receivers and tight ends. The tight ends are both rookies. Mm-hmm. The receivers, I think the oldest, most experienced receiver they have might be a guy like Christian Watson, who's in his second year. Not that he ever plays. Um, so what a nice accomplishment for Green Bay to get in with uh, with that setup. It didn't look good for a while, but I'm kind of excited to watch them. They can score. The quarterback's been really good. So maybe uh, they're live, and you get your wish. McCarthy goes. Everybody enjoys <laughs> Dallas's perennial playoff flop. And um, the Cowboys hire, who do you want there? Belichick, duh. Oh, baby. <laughs> it's perfect. It's a perfect marriage of, uh, of Darth Vader and the evil empire. I mean, it, 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 it comes together very nicely there, I think. Parcells went there. Yeah. They all do, Mike. They all do, eventually. We'll talk to Sal about what's on everybody's minds. Who will the Bills play in primetime week one to, when they ah! – uh, have, celebrate their Super Bowl win, and we'll get to this Sunday's game as well. Sal so will know all the latest on conditions and, you know, contingencies, I guess, for, for this one, whatever, however many there are. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Football Friday continues with Sal Capaccio. After this, this is WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.